Let's hear from the coach. This is Behind the Beard with Bobby Smirniotis, Forge FC head coach and sporting director. Now, the woman who takes us there, here's Mackenzie Barwell on the Forge Audio Network. Forge fans, episode four of Behind the Beard. I am joined by head coach and sporting director Bobby Smirniotis today. Bobby, as always, thank you for taking the time. Of course, yesterday, not a favorable way to finish a match, but everyone back at work this morning, how are you feeling? How are the spirits in and around the locker room? Yeah, obviously, the way the uh, the match ended yesterday, nobody is, uh, is happy, but you get in the next day and, uh, you know, you reflect and you're ready to, to move on. You mm-hmm. know, this is uh, the nature of uh, sport and uh, and results. And last week, we scored an injury time to give ourselves valuable three points in Ottawa. And here we've let uh, some points go on the board. Um, the only thing you can do is keep on uh, keep on working, take all the positives uh, from the game yesterday. And again, we're creating a lot of opportunities and we have to take that into our next match in Cavalry. That game against Cavalry coming up this Saturday with so many games in such rapid succession. How do you prepare, you know, getting video ready, training sessions planned, game plans and all of that? Yeah, it's important uh, behind the scenes uh, what the staff is doing, you know, so from from game to game, it's not just about training, but it's about having a proper schedule. Uh, And not only in this period where things are very congested, but it's something that we have planned from the beginning of the year, how we work on the next matches. Um, So that file is uh, is basically prepared by the time we uh, we finish last night. Uh, and then it gets presented this morning and we start working at it. Uh, You know, something a lot of these guys are are used to, you know, they've gone from uh, playing a lot of games in, in succession and that comes with uh, with uh, being successful with being in the uh, semifinals of the Canadian Championship um, it's something you have to be prepared for and uh, you know you'll get rest uh, in the off season. <laughs> you've also got some great assistant coaches where did their roles kind of fall into this process and how do you rely on them yeah everyone has uh, their distinct role you know apart from the, the global work we do on the training field each one of them has something separate whether that's uh, video analysis, uh, whether that's uh, preparing certain components of the training sessions to set pieces of, of the opponent and our set pieces. So that goes back into the into the planning stage. Everybody has their own responsibilities. Um, so it's it's clear on a daily basis what everyone is doing. And I think that makes the process much easier, especially in times like this. Have you been with these assistant coaches since the beginning? Uh, Coach uh, Jean Albert, he's been here since uh, since day one. Um, it was very vital in the work he does with the goalkeepers and and the video analysis. Um, and then uh, David Edgar has obviously been here uh, since the beginning as a player and transitioned to a, into a coach. And his responsibilities keep on growing year by year. And and Coach Kitts uh, in his in his third season. So you know we've got a group that's uh, that's worked together now for for many years. I think we're very comfortable with each other. We're honest with each other because that's important too. Um, when things are going very well, um, when things aren't uh, the best, and when things don't go well, I think that's the most important thing you need in the dynamic of, of coaches is uh, is honesty and not each uh, person telling each other what they actually want to yeah. hear. Yeah. Um, but really, you know, areas that we need to work on, and sometimes the most important thing to do that is is when things are going well, um, because you can be fooled by results, but there could be some uh, some tendencies, um, some things going on in the games. Um, that uh, that need to be improved or need to be looked at, whether it's individual in the lines or as a collective, as a group. And I think that's one thing we do well as a staff. So do you find that you're having these conversations on how to improve just as much now after a loss as you do when you have those like consistent wins? Yeah, I don't think we really, we really change much uh, from winning games to losing games. I'm not a coach and uh, I like the staff to stay that way of, uh, of highs and lows. Uh, we like to stay somewhere in the middle. 
Um, because as I said earlier, you know, you're part of sports, so there's three results in this game and you have to be prepared for all three of them. Um, what you have to do is strongly believe in your process. And I think that's one thing we've, we've done as a staff um, over the years is really believe in our process. We believe in, in the players and the football we're playing just like last night. You know, we've created seven excellent opportunities uh, to score goals. Um, our opponent has scored on an own goal and a, and a wonder strike in the 93rd. And, and, and that's part of football. Um, but you'd rather be creating the chances than not be creating the chances. Now they just need to go in. <laughs> Absolutely. I wanted to ask, I'm curious, what was it like watching David Edgar kind of transition from a player to a coach? How have you seen him evolve and change? Yeah, it's been an uh, evolution from his, uh, from his first year. I think, you know, once you leave the player side and come to the coaches, it's, it's about seeing how you fit, um, where your role is, and also uh, a slight switch in mentality. Um, and sometimes that's, uh, that's the toughest uh, challenge uh, as a player. Um, you see things in a certain way and then on, as a coach it takes you a while to to see a lot of things in a different way in a more global view right. and I think that's uh, where he's grown over his time period is really taking a step back and you know sometimes not thinking of things in the in the moment as players do but mm -hmm. really taking a global view of uh, you know what a certain situation means for the team what it means for the team dynamic what it means uh, for the change room and I think that's the biggest lessons uh, off the field that someone gets when they transition because on the field you learn every day you learn every day from picking up from the coaches mm -hmm. from having responsibilities uh, in training working closely with us and then off the field is it's all about uh, the man management and it's one way how you manage things as a player and it's different how you manage things as a coach and I think he's grown a, a lot in that aspect. You alongside your assistant coaches have clearly built such a strong relationship with the players not only this season, but over the course of the last four, almost five years now, what do you think separates a successful coach versus one who struggles to make an impact with players? I think the most important thing is to be honest with the players um, in, their, in their good days and, and their bad days. Try and have good, positive communication. Uh, as coaches, sometimes, yes, we're going to be tough on them. Um, sometimes we're going to be a little bit lighter in the way we, we approach things. Most importantly, I think players have to understand that the coaches have their backs. You know, we believe in them. Um, they're all here on uh, on us making that decision. Uh, you know, there is no uh, director on, on top of me or, or so on who's uh, out there signing these players and putting them on the field. Uh, us collectively as a staff, uh, we're responsible for, for bringing the players in. So when we've signed the player, it has our approval. And that's one thing that's always important for players to understand is, you know, we have their back. We've... We've brought them in here um, to compete. We've brought them in here to play a brand of football that we believe um, they can have success in. And I think uh, your work every day. You know, one thing I say uh, to all the staff is, you know, on a daily basis, we, we must be uh, at the top of our game and because then that also gains the respect of that locker room, uh, of the players. And they also know that on a daily basis, uh, you know, if we're putting in the effort, they have to match our effort and we expect them to be a little bit higher than that. Um, but if we're not showing the effort, if we're not showing the organization, whether that's training, video and so on, that always gives uh, players an ability to, to ease off on a few days. Uh, and that's one thing I think we do successfully here is we make sure that we've got things as organized as we can on and off the field uh, for the players. And that means they have to work. You mentioned now that there is no director above you and you have full control over player signing. What's the approach to that and 
player development now, especially after such a successful four or five years with Forge? Yeah, well, uh, to be honest, not a lot has changed uh, before uh, the role right now. Um, there was obviously uh, Costas Mignoris who was here, uh, yeah. my my older brother, and we did everything uh, together in the signing of players and the decision making process and and so on. Um, so even before and today, the kind of that process is is the same. You know, we have uh, ultimate uh, decision making on on the players right now, and even in the first four years, we always loop in the staff on on different things that we're looking at in in the players and keep them in the process. And I think uh, that's important because we're able to build a team in, in our vision and the way we want to be able uh, to play. And uh, there's a common philosophy within, the, within yeah. the whole organization. And I think that always makes, I don't want to say it easy, it's never easy putting together a team, but at least uh, we're very directed in the way we look at players. Yeah, more coherent. Yeah. I think my last question for you would be, you already talked about kind of that unfortunate series of, of events with the deflection being the first goal yesterday and then to strike from 35 yards out. How do you keep the spirits up with the players? How do you kind of encourage them to move on and have that mentality shift going into Saturday? Yeah, well, I think right after the game, it's uh, it's you mentioned that, that uh, we've done a lot of good things in the game. And, you know, sometimes that's football. Uh, and uh, you know you can never think that you're invincible and uh, that everything is uh, is uh, is given to you. You know you got to work hard throughout the match. You have to take your opportunities uh, in these games. And yesterday we had our opportunities uh, to score goals. And uh, and we have to look at the at the positive components of of what we're doing. And we're doing a lot of positives up to this moment. And of course you've got a quick turnaround, and that's part of this uh, this game. And sometimes uh, to get over uh, something. That comes so late in the game, the best thing is to just get back into another game. As I said, uh, you know, our philosophy is not to get too excited with a win and not to get too low with a, with a loss. And, and that kind of keeps a steady head within the, within the locker room, keeps everyone as, as focused as, uh, as possible. And I think that starts with us as, as the staff and it permeates uh, to the players. And that's kind of the mentality that we have from them. And, you know, that's what I've seen today walking in there. You know, everyone's in, a, in generally a, a good mood. Uh, the game is done and they know we've got to prepare for this mm -hmm. next one. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's all I have. Thank you, Perfect. Bobby. Good luck on Saturday. Thank you. This has been Behind the Beard with Mackenzie Barwell and Bobby Smyrniotis. If you like what you heard, please like, follow, subscribe, comment, and share.